with the whole viral post thing, I understand you get close to no leads from viral posts. But what you need to understand is they get you that reach that you need to get to then convert those leads into whatever those um posts into followers, customers, whatever. I think they're still very important. Uh, they obviously do make you a little bit ego driven sometimes, and they can like assuage your how you post and what you post. But definitely, if you do it in a really smart way, a viral post can bring in more clients. But for me, my first viral post, I wasn't even expecting it. I didn't. I wasn't really selling anything. I wasn't looking for thing. I was just trying to figure out. That. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode of the Millennial Entrepreneur. The ambition of the podcast is to show relatable stories from young entrepreneurs doing some incredible things to inspire the next generation, including you listening wherever you are. We've been doing this podcast for over three years and the ambition has not changed. The only thing that has changed is the scale of where we want to go. We want to bring on bigger guests for you guys to show more and more relatable and inspiring stories from young entrepreneurs across the world. The majority of you guys listening haven't subscribed to the podcast yet. All you have to do is click that subscribe button wherever you're listening on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and that will allow us to bring on bigger guests and ask the questions to them that you really want to hear. And it really is that simple. So thank you again for clicking on the podcast and enjoy the episode. So why did you start on LinkedIn? Well, I just, to be honest, I needed some referrals from my master's because I was trying to apply for a master's and I didn't have any uni contacts. I didn't save them. It had been like two years I'd been at university and I just had to go on LinkedIn. And I had previously deleted my LinkedIn account. So like I started off from scratch, fresh. I didn't have any contacts or anything so I was like I'm just gonna hop in and then I tried to find all my university lecturers and professors and whatever and I was like you know what I might try and make this look nice so they give me a nice recommendation which they never did actually they never ever ever did but I gained so much from it anyway so what you started because like you wanted to get good references from your lectures. Yeah. That's such a rogue way to start. I know, I like started from scratch. I didn't even know how to use LinkedIn. Like I obviously had it when I was at uni. And you know, people just use it as like, a, uh, oh, I'm so happy to announce that I just had, a, I just got a job at X, Y, and Z or whatever. And I hated it. I actually deleted it because I couldn't stand, um, like throughout the pandemic, I just couldn't stand seeing people having being promoted having all these jobs and I was at home unemployed sad and like you know seeing my ex be like yeah I just got promoted I was like no that's <laughs> I had to leave deleted it hated it and then yeah. came back because it's, it's quite toxic space I feel like there's a lot of bad stuff to it so like so you started it because of that when did you decide because like obviously if it wasn't getting your results in the uni uni sort of area when did you decide to sort of change your path so um, it was within the week that I was like, I need to look, make this look nice. I watched a Gary Vee keynote speech on YouTube. Like I, I benched a few of his videos on LinkedIn. He was like, LinkedIn is the future. Like I predicted this with TikTok a few months ago and a few years ago, no one listened. Now listen to me on LinkedIn. And I was like, well, I'm going to listen to him because I ignored him on TikTok. So um, it was I, started, I just started posting content. I already had the agency going, sort of. Like, it was, it was off. I was more of, like, a entrepreneur than an entrepreneur. I had, like, a f- couple of freelance clients that I wasn't that passionate about. I was still finding my feet in what I really wanted to do. Like, if I wanted to have a business, if it was just, like, a part-time thing. Meanwhile, I actually found a real job, um, which now, obviously, it's not happened. Um, I built an agency from it. Um, but, yeah. 
that's that's basically so the agency came before doing yeah. stuff on linkedin i started the agency um like a year before i hopped on linkedin but it wasn't like pro- a proper agency it was like more like freelance i was doing on and off projects i was just trying to earn some money while it's in the pandemic and just trying to get myself doing something when you're unemployed and at home living with your parents life is just so boring hard and lonely so mm. yeah and then jumped on linkedin learned how to post on linkedin because um i don't know if you've realized like there's linkedin posts are different like it's not like writing up instagram caption or like a vlog they're like it needs to is that there's a specific format to it so i learned that um started feeding my my feed with people because you said it was it's quite toxic and it happens when like you don't have the right connections when it's all like uni people that you know or like old um employers or whatever um as i find in creators on linkedin which i didn't know was a thing like creators i just thought it was normal people looking for but no there's like people giving amazing value single day there so found started to create like my own little network of people that i actually liked their content and understood that linkedin is actually a social media platform not just a job seeking platform that's really interesting yeah because like back in the day i think everyone just saw it as like a a job sort of site whereas yeah as you say it's definitely evolved into more of a content yeah page now so like when did you kind of realize that linkedin can be like a serious tool to sort of elevate your agency as well as your like personal brand what my first post went viral on linkedin <laughs> so then there and there i was like wow because um i have an instagram page um and i've had viral videos before but never to the extent that LinkedIn made my video viral. Like it was like first post took off. The support was insane. Um, I understood that the community on LinkedIn is completely different to any social media. Mm. Um, they're also supportive. Um, everyone out there is out there to support you, not to get you or like to hate on you. And there's people there that actually want to teach you th- or help you which on Instagram or like TikTok or anything else, I've never seen it. Like I've seen it, but not to that extent. When when you say like viral, like what were the, what was the post first? <laughs> it was like, like, it was yeah. an introduction post. I, I was like, hey like guys, I'm Lara. Like I've been on LinkedIn for like two weeks and this is what happened. And like, I had set myself a goal of like 500 connections in like three months. Connections, not even followers. Cause I didn't even know like you could get followers on LinkedIn. Yeah. So I got that 500 plus connection goal in weeks. I think it was. And I was like saying that and you know, shared a couple of about myself and I got like 4,000 reaction. Wow. Yeah. I was like, wow, what is this? And I, I was like, once you get a viral post, you get the adrenaline and endorphins, um, dopamine hit from it. And you're like, I, I couldn't leave it. Like, yeah. yeah. But like, so I've spoken to a lot of like content creators, not just on LinkedIn, but just like around. It's- a lot of them like talk about their first ever like viral post and it's always like a really exhilarating experience but i did speak to one person where she was like i had so many viral posts and i was getting that dopamine hit i just realized like these viral posts don't actually do anything for me like they don't equate to more money they don't equate to more like happiness really so it's like but that was on that was on so like instagram reels but so when you say went viral what were the sort of like results from from that as well as like after you grew your LinkedIn, like what sort of results are you, are you sort of getting? Yeah, so from since then, I've had like a few viral posts as well. I've only been on LinkedIn for 10 months, by the way. Like it's, it's just been 10 months and I've 
learned so much. But um, with the whole viral post thing, I understand you get no close to no leads from viral posts. But what you need to understand is they get you that reach that you need to get to then convert those leads into whatever those um posts into followers customers whatever um i think they're still very important uh, they obviously do make you a little bit ego driven sometimes and they can like you know uh sway your how you post and what you post but definitely if you do it in a really smart way a viral post can bring in more clients absolutely but for me my first viral post, I wasn't even expecting it. I didn't. I wasn't really selling anything. I wasn't looking for thing. I was just trying to figure out, figure the platform out. And it just, I think the return on investment from that post for me has been incredible. Like money, um, and also the feeling of, I there's path for me there because yeah. I was I was trying to find something. Like I was really demotivated, and I think yeah. That's got from it. So you got like more clients, more like engagement. Yeah, like, like what that sort of equates. In to? that month, I got two new clients with a higher retainer. Like I raised my prices. Um, it was like for a completely different product. I started offering LinkedIn services, uh, which is now the whole my whole thing now. I used to do social media management like Instagram, TikTok, but never LinkedIn. Uh, now we've expanded to that, and we do personal branding. But again, I wasn't looking for clients at the start so i just i was just happy with it whatever the outcome was yeah but i mean i've spoken to a lot of linkedin creators as well and they always sort of like say how powerful the tool can be but for people like listening i guess like that haven't really much effort into it and i they like i'm definitely one to be fair yeah, like, yeah. i haven't i haven't put much effort into it and i get told by so many people to put more like time and effort in especially like everything that i do but i guess like should people take this tool seriously like on what sort of like should they go into it like what sort of mindset should they go into it with honestly i think everybody should be trying to go on LinkedIn. like everybody has an instagram and everybody has a tiktok now everybody should be on linkedin approach it from the way that you're creating content you're not job seeking you're not um like networking just to get a job it's more like treat it as somewhere where you can put your experience in like an engaging and educational way like teach something that you know that you would like to be that you don't six months ago or a year ago you would have liked to be taught and do it in the way that you think have learned it that's the way i've approached it and it's worked really well because people want information in a nice way they don't want boring information with like complex jargon and like super over complicated words that no one wants to read um and the more simple you make your content the better so when it comes to say when you say like anyone can be on it with you it's like i'd say it's very complementary of what you do because if you're like helping people manage their linkedin that's your like income and that's your agency then it makes a ton of sense for you to also sort of like be on linkedin and be really good on linkedin but for people that are like in say b2b software or like i don't know industries that or like I don't know consumer goods like and stuff like that is there still applicability there for yeah them? 100% there's like for b2b the space is amazing you need to remember that now like LinkedIn is used like they have an, an older audience yeah. like on Instagram it's not that and on LinkedIn they are and I like because it's a networking platform and more like a business platform people are ready to buy so even if you're a B2B, whatever, whatever industry you're in, it's still very, very, very relevant. Like your potential customers are there. Mm, 
that's really interesting but does, does the strategy change say for people that like are in, in in different industries because you say like yeah focus on like education yeah should is the, is the strategy like the same d like doesn't matter which industry you're in so i have b2b clients and it's the same strategy you just need to put out really highly valuable content where you teach people that you, what you know regardless of the industry so me i teach about social media but for our clients we talk about coaching we talk about b2b we talk about services we talk about for some of them we even talk about they they have um construction companies uh softwares so it's all about showcasing your product what it does how it can help them and just showing everything basically and then that brings people in like they know what they're talking about i really like those spurs and then building a personal brand rather than a company brand people like buying from people over over companies in an era where there's ads everywhere people stand out the most because we we as humans crave human connection so if a person is talking about their business where whatever industry it is people will care more because they want to hear it from the person who's doing it not the company i've seen loads of people on linkedin go down the route of like yeah sharing personal stories and then sharing like business stories and then so like education within their yeah. industry like for me that's that those three look like very different things right so like how much should you say like focus on the personal side how much on the education side how much on like what you're actually doing what is your company actually doing so like what's the sort of like mix there so um i've heard a lot before that i called matt barker on linkedin and he said once that uh, you need to focus 80 percent on broad no niche content 20 percent of broad content which i think is the perfect mix so for me it kind of looks like three posts a week of educational content where i teach people the tactical side of marketing, how you think, step by steps, whatever. And then twice a week or maybe once, I'll probably like sharing my journey, um, a photo of me, you know, doing normal entrepreneur things or, you know, something inspirational. Um, that mix works really well because it, it shows people that you know your, th your things, like your stuff perfectly and to like a tactical level where people can apply it. But also um, the more inspirational posts help people connect with you as a person yeah. and people become fans through that. Like people like the stories because they just want to connect and they are like, okay, I really like this person because they're, like, they're teaching me things. So I can relate to them because they do X and I do X. So. But before we go on, I want to tell you guys very quickly about the podcast sponsor, Zencaster. Now, I know so many of you guys have a business, and as you guys know as well, I have my own business called Wing that focuses on in-person networking and looking for new sort of marketing channels for people to, and business owners to, you know, learn about our product. You guys are part of the new podcast revolution, right? There's so many more people listening to podcasts than there were before. And so as a business owner myself, I've been looking more and more increasingly into podcast advertising as a way more effective way than display advertising. And I mean, the data as well shows it. So like 67% of listeners remember brands and 63% of them actually make a purchase after hearing them on a podcast. The trouble is podcast ads are nowhere near as targeted as social media ads and they don't have the same level of data than you would expect through Facebook, you know, Instagram or Google advertising. And this is where Zencaster's come in. So whether you want to diversify your ad spend as a new marketing stream or test out podcasting ads, Zencaster's new creator network makes it easy for brands like ours and yours to connect with podcasters. And Zencaster's mission here is to make podcast advertising as easy and accessible to business owners as Google or Facebook. 
And the amazing thing is Zencast actually matches you as the brand to the best podcasts that have the same sort of audience as you. And so your product gets to the right audience and you can maximize your advertising campaign budget. As a business owner, I'm always willing to try new marketing strategies. And so this one really caught my attention. And so if you are interested in sponsoring this show or other podcast ads for your business, then go to the link in the description, fill out the contact information so Zencast can help you and you can bring your story to life. So back on with the show. So for you, like you've been on LinkedIn for 10 months, you said, like you've got really good results from it, as you mentioned, but you've also had like bad stuff as well, like the dark side of LinkedIn that we'd like talked about at the beginning. Yeah, well, first I wanna say LinkedIn literally changed my life. Like it's literally changed my life. I met you like six months ago and like even then, like it's my life has pivoted so incredibly, like it's, it's crazy. It's actually because I just wanted to reflect on that because it's amazing. But um, outside to LinkedIn is just one of it is you get stuck competing all the people your age. Like you'll see on LinkedIn, you'll see people that are 20 years old, 18 years old doing it. Like you get the Forbes 30 under 30 there uh, who are posting on LinkedIn actively and then you start feeling like am I even doing this right am I too old to be doing this and like we're only in our 20s and already like thinking that we're too old like it's a really bad uh, I guess thought process that it leads you to have it, it happens with all social medias but I think LinkedIn is different because you're questioning your abilities as an entrepreneur or as a business person and I it, that kind of sucks yeah I completely agree with you and I like that's that's probably the worst side of LinkedIn for me personally. It's like you see, you see people posting always positive stuff, and like, I mean, it is a promotional tool at the end of the day. That's what it's used for. So it's like when you see that, and you're like, oh, like they're my age or younger than me. You're like, what am I doing, wasting time? And yeah. then you like put a ton of pressure on yourself, and it just leads to a lot of like anxiety for like no reason really, because it's just like their success and what they're posting you don't know if that's the the full the the full like picture and but the thing is like i'd say i'm and also people that say this stuff like also the problem because i do post a lot of like good stuff it's difficult at least for a lot of people to share like honest stories around like their journey of entrepreneurship and so it can it can be a pretty toxic platform but i think once you kind of realize that everyone's kind of in the same boat i guess like people want to share the good stuff more than the bad stuff it's just the nature of humans alike i guess but even though like it'll be better if people share the negative stuff as well it's just the way it is but once you kind of realize that it becomes like a less toxic platform i guess yeah i think tiktok look linkedin is um, the least toxic one out of them all i've been on tiktok and instagram i think tiktok is the worst one people can just hide on the anonymous names and comment shit on your profile but on linkedin you can actually people are less likely to comment stuff like that because you can actually see their job and like where they work and you could easily just email them with a screenshot. So it's not that, it doesn't happen that much. But um, yeah, that's true. Um, I think even if you try to share the downsides, it can, it, it, does, it's not, it doesn't work as well because it, if you do it, people can mock you. I remember this uh, viral post of like this crying CEO that went like, it, it, it blew up and everybody was mocking him. And he tried to open up in his own way and it just backfired on him. So it was like, yeah, it was horrible. Like, um, he was crying about something. Uh, he had fired a bunch of employees and he felt really bad. Obviously, that 
does lead to some bullying i guess because they're like why are you crying you literally fired people but he was trying to just you know share his side of the story and what happened and i was like well if they react like this then no wonder why no one's want no one wants to share anything so should you be like honest like, yeah no you the more the, the more honest and transparent you are the better like you start attracting the right people for you because at the end of the day you need to everybody has a different personality and different styles of leading and the more honest you are about who you are the better for you at the end because you might like you start getting leads from clients that you potentially will clash with but now through publicizing your personality and how you work and your values etc they the right people will gravitate to you rather than the wrong type but as you say you are opening you up you're opening yourself up for a lot of like scrutiny and abuse and bullying so it's like that's the thing with Sonia though like you you can either do it or you don't do it yeah. like I'm not I'm not gonna force anyone to like share um their personal lives like no one needs to do that you can still be personal with sharing like that you have kids or that you have a girlfriend or like that you have mental illness and and this is why you're struggling like you don't need to do all that to be successful on the platform or like um personable uh, you just need to just be honest about the things that you want to be honest about, regardless of what they are. So, like you, for you personally, even though know all these things and you're like saying them, has it still been like a difficult challenge, like overcoming that, yeah. that bad side of things? Because you put yourself out there a lot. Yeah, um, my one one of my posts went viral last week, and got abused on the co in the comment sections like a guy just left a horrible comment and started a thread it got like a loads of likes and then he, this same guy made up mocking post mocking me on, um and i, I was kind of upset because I, I didn't see the problem with it apparently for him it was really problematic um and i just had a look at it and i was really upset about it but i was like i think that's a whole part of growing you if you, you you'll get haters at some point and i guess that's my first first hater so i think i made it <laughs> but uh, even as well when it comes to the comparison side of things uh i compare myself a lot to other um agency owners in my space that are doing twice three times as much as me like they're scaling their since they have like 20 plus um employees and they're like 21 and I'm 25 and I'm like what am I doing am I doing this wrong like is my system not working uh blah blah and you start to doubt yourself yeah and sometimes I gotta remember I'm doing a master's as well I'm I'm like still trying to figure this out like this was like all unintentional I didn't even know I was going to end up in this route so have to like remind yourself that you're in your own path for a reason like it's your path not theirs and Everybody has the their way of doing things, so yeah. But even, even but even though like those like marketing agencies, they do hire people very quickly. But I've seen they they do fire people very quickly as well. But mm. they don't probably post about that. Right. That does happen, right? Yeah, I guess. But you know, you only see the good things. Yeah, like, oh, I just I just I just hired twenty people, and like the agency scaling to like eight figures a year, a month, or whatever. And I'm just like. <laughs> that's that's the nature of that business model is like if you lose one huge client that you could lose a lot of payroll mm. right that's just the nature of like an agency when it comes to selling time for for money right so yeah that i've I've seen that as well but they don't post about that that's the, that's the interesting i don't thing. think about that i'm just like cry <laughs> i just see a post and it's like immediately compare myself but it's the same on instagram like you'll see a pretty girl with like amazing body and you'll compare so it's just the same thing yeah so like how do you how do you say like overcome these things 
Um, I think what I've done and it's worked really well, I've built an amazing community of people and like a network of people that I can now call my friends uh, in the same industry. They're all the same age, like you included. Like I can talk to so many people that have gone through the struggles I'm going through or like have even gone gone past them and succeeded easily can ask anyone mm. um and answer no problem and all because you build this community of amazing people so linkedin is bad but also is really really good i think the benefits outweigh whatever negatives they have in the community um i i've had i have like three four really close friends now from it that i go to for advice like hey how do i do this what do i do here um i feel really bad about this i'm comparing myself and they'll just answer like mm. give, give you give it to you straight and i'll be like okay <laughs> just listen take the advice okay so yeah community and i guess like also i guess realizing that LinkedIn is like, some of it is fake, right? All of social media is fake at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, even like when people post stats, they're fake most of the time. So just remember, like it's our brain just functions in a way that we make the irrational choice first and then mm. the rational choice after, so. Yeah. So just before we like wrap up on the LinkedIn side and go towards like what your agency is doing, I think it's just like there's overlap because you're like yeah. doing LinkedIn <laughs> for people. But um, I guess like what's been the, the biggest growth in terms of your LinkedIn? Like, what have you seen that's like worked immensely well? Because you're 10 months on the platform, you must have experimented with a whole different types of like formats, like messaging, frequencies. Like, what have you worked effectively well that people can, can replicate? I think the most important part of LinkedIn is defining what your service is, because you'll be surprised. I was so confused about it and I was like posting content, but it was leading nowhere. Uh, after that viral post, I was I felt like I needed to post things and I s quickly started like trying to copy other creators, which is perfectly fine. Like you can steal people then and then emulate it to you. That's perfectly fine. And I encourage that so much, but I was starting to try and copy the personality, the how they spoke, uh, yeah. what they were teaching, because I thought it worked for them, so it must work for me. But then I quickly realized that that doesn't work. Like you can't just copy someone's content and expect it to perform the same because it's, you wouldn't see like that. And people can tell like they're very smart. So define what your service is, define your tone of voice, what sort of uh, creator you want to be do you want to be serious do you want to be like boring like do you want to be very tactical yeah it works for some people you'll be surprised um you do you want to you know be a storyteller or just be educational uh, there's so many things to choose from and the minute you like narrow that down choose your personality on linkedin uh what you want to do on it and what what where is it leading the quicker you'll be able to start posting content that gives you the results you want. also just con commit to it like you need to be consistent with it because people like you uh <laughs> don't post enough don't post enough uh, or like aren't on it enough or like aren't building a community enough and it's just you need to be on there people come and go all the time people that i started with 10 months ago aren't there anymore so it's just uh, you just got have to put the time like i literally scheduled time on my calendar every day to be on linkedin because it's become so important to me and I, I can see that the return on investment and the, the time commitment is so worth it. Got you, got you. That makes a ton of sense. But when, when people come to your agency and they want LinkedIn services, what's the sort of like, how do you break it down for them? So you just said like, what sort of content you want to be, like what sort of like yeah. brand image, but so how do you like break it down 
because I know people will want to like replicate this. So uh, the most important thing for me, it was like, I have inbound leads all the time. Like I don't do a lot of out, a lot of outreach anymore. I get inbound all the, and from, from just my posts. So you break down how you work, how, what you do perfectly by steps. Um, like show people what you do, like literally show them. It doesn't matter if you think that they will steal it and do it themselves. Like people pay for the time, not for the actual product. If you think about it, they pay for convenience, they pay for expertise. They don't pay, they don't want to do it themselves. So just show what you do, break it down for them. And then when they DM you, just get them on a call, uh, talk about what they do, make sure they're, they're fit. Because I made the mistake in the, at the start that I was just taking every single client that I could get just because I was like, I wasn't in like an abundance mindset. I was like in a scarcity mindset where I just needed to get yeah, money, yeah. client. And then turns out that obviously those relationships didn't work because I didn't qualify them properly. I didn't validate that we were the right fit. I didn't have enough expertise in their market. They didn't have the commitment I thought they would need. Um, depends, like it's a lot of like, you need to ask a lot of questions to get mm -hmm. the right client. Got you, got you. That, yeah, that makes a ton of sense because you don't want to just like take everyone, especially if it's like not a good fit. I think we all do it like other stuff of business just because we need to get that, that like cash flow going. But then once you're like comfortable and you need to realize that you can't define who you want to be working with. What's interesting for me though, because you said at the beginning, like LinkedIn is like a, an older audience. You're coming into this as like a young, young girl, like, talking about like you're an expert on LinkedIn and, and like you would be right. But I know a lot of people because it's an older sort of like audience wouldn't really take you seriously yeah. because, because of, of the age thing. So like, has that been a friction point? Not at all. Like I've never, I've never found it a problem when it came to clients, like clients approach us because they can see the potential. They know we've been literally using social media since like we were teenagers and they didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So they're paying us for like who we are. And at the end of the day, the right client will come to you for like your expertise, whatever, no matter what your age is. Obviously, sometimes we get hate as millennials, Gen Z's, because we don't have 20 years of experience under our belt. Um, but I don't think it's necessary anymore. Like I think a year of experience like and hard work, like self-education is enough to start building something great. Um, age isn't like shouldn't anyone and whoever criticizes people for age like has it all wrong see I, I i'm a big believer in that as well what you just said i think years of experience is like extremely outdated now i think when you see it on like job postings or like people being like oh you don't you're not that experienced but it's like they don't look at they don't look at impact so they they, they kind of equate experience equals impact when it's actually like it's not necessarily true yeah so it's like if I, if you've made like a, a lot of impact within linkedin in 10 months versus someone that's not made much of an impact over 10 years like they've got 10 years experience yeah but then you you've got like 10 months and so it's like okay it's like lot it's a lot less but they they you know you should look at the impact and as well another thing is like technology has moved so fast that that if it is 10 years experience like seven of those years are outdated i think now yeah, so it's like what's sure. what's the point so it's like you might as well pick someone that's, that's doing a lot of impact today rather than just because they're experienced, because it's just a number. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was talking about this on my LinkedIn, actually. Um, I said like a year of hard work and self-education can teach you more than a three-year university degree. And I have a three-year university degree and I can 100% say that 
a year the year that I spent during the pandemic trying to upskill myself helped me more than my business degree absolutely a hundred percent I learned more um business degrees and even like I don't know work don't teach you enough about anything they teach you fragments of it but it isn't until you start applying it and getting your hands dirty that get the experience you need to succeed um education and like for me is um is not the the return on investment i think is just enough because you learn to do the things but you don't actually do the things so you forget how to do it because you never did it but when you're constantly doing it when you're constantly failing you're constantly realizing that it doesn't work you're constantly you know trying to improve yourself you you learn how to do it regardless because you don't want to fail and you stand back up after falling down like a million times Mm. yeah yeah so that's a really good point to be fair (laughs) i don't really want to ask any more questions so what's what's next for you like in terms of linkedin your agency i know you're going to like finish your master's soon so like what what's the sort of next step for you I think right now it's just like perfecting everything, making sure I have everything set. And then for the moment I finished university, like literally the moment I finished university, uh, scale it up, uh, make it a big thing that I want to like it to be. Right now I can't commit to it. I need to finish the masters and I need to do it well. So it's been really hard for me to get that in my brain because the the dark side of LinkedIn again like I'm comparing myself all the time and I'm like oh my god this person's scaling this thing like oh my god this person is doing all of these things and I'm like still doing like half the things but I have to remember like I have all the priorities and you know priority first is the masters and also the the like the agency but moving forward the moment I finish is just scaling up make it big Laura thank you so much for the podcast it was such a pleasure talking to you how can people stay in touch with you and, and what you're doing uh, follow me on LinkedIn Lara Costa and yeah that's it that's where you can find me okay fantastic thank you so much thank you